Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio. You ever think you're going to listen to Harry Styles on Nuanas Now? <laughs> hey, the girls were telling me that's what I should play. I don't know. I'm trying to become cultured. I'm trying to keep up with the pop culture trends. <laughs> Welcome back. A little pop music heavy Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. You're listening to ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I am coming to you. Through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated, and happy to say so. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We caught up with our good buddy Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, gave us some of the news of the day. Brian Armstrong, offensive line coach uh, from Montana State, he is headed to the Mountain West to coach at Fresno State. We also had our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best individual performances from uh, the state of Montana. And we gave you a history lesson, learned a little bit about Tris Speaker, one of the all-time great center fielders in the history uh, of baseball, played for the Boston Red Sox and the Cleveland Indians in the very beginning of the night of the uh, 1900s, the early 20th century. Uh, fun first hour. You can check it all out on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. It's time now for our Montana State Minute. It's presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. J&V Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Visit jvrestaurant.com uh, to check out what they got cooking over there uh, at J&V Restaurant uh, Supply. We go down to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. Danny Sprinkle, he's the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. They are coming off of a recent road sweep that included... A 77-56 win at Northern Colorado and a 69-54 win at Northern Arizona. Bobcats now 3-1 and in league play, 10-7 and overall. Springs, we haven't talked to you in a while, man. How you been living? What's going on? Man, good. Good to be back on, big fella. Uh, always good to hear your voice. And yeah, things are going well. Things are going well. And, and uh, just another tough year in the big sky. And, and uh, you know, got four games out of the way. And what, we got 14 left? 14 left, I think. So. That's that's right. Well, first of all, let's talk about this most recent road trip because this is a new road trip in the league. I mean, used to be NAU Southern Utah was the road swing, and that in itself was difficult enough. But now you got to go to Flagstaff and, and then to Colorado, or like you guys did, you got to go to Colorado and then to Flag. So uh, just take us through the challenges of the trip, both including the teams you had to play, but also just the, the way that this uh, new travel schedule works with 10 teams in the league and, and new travel partners in NAU and UNC. Yeah, you know it's it's just it's typical big sky travel. You know, it's one of the hardest conferences in the in the country travel wise, and uh, you know it, it's spread out. But you know you got to do what you got to do, and you know obviously we went down to Greeley first, uh, played them on Thursday night, and you know bus to bus to Denver on Friday morning, and caught a flight to Phoenix, and drove the two and a half hours up, and got there probably about seven o'clock that night, and and played it two o'clock the next day, and. Uh, we weren't fortunate enough to get out uh, that night uh, back from Phoenix to Bozeman, so we had to stay the night in Phoenix and, and fly out early. But, yeah, I mean, hey, it is what it is. You know, it's sometimes good to get out of Montana in the winter, especially when you're going to Phoenix. 
No doubt about it. Well, let's talk then about leading up to the conference schedule and then early on here in the conference slate. You guys played a really challenging non-conference slate uh, with big-time games, including at Arizona, uh, at Grand Canyon was a great atmosphere for you guys, at Oregon, at North Dakota, which is a tough place to play as well. I mean, you guys were hardly at home. Uh, I've only seen you live so far one time this whole year because you guys have had so few home games. So just take us through. How do you think the non-conference, and especially all the travel, prepared you uh, for Big Sky Conference play? Yeah, I think I think it definitely prepared us. You know, I mean, you look, you mentioned the you know Grand Canyon, Oregon, and Arizona. Um, you know, the games at North Dakota and, and Southern Utah. You know, and I knew Southern Utah was going to be a tough game. Uh, obviously, with their four seniors coming back, and and uh, you know, luckily we squeaked that one out in the last you know two seconds uh, and got home. But obviously, the trip to Montreal too. We played three of the top mid-major teams in the country this year. You know, Middle Tennessee, uh, who's always unbelievably talented in Conference USA. Uh, we lost on a last-second deal there. Um, you know, Quinnipiac, who's picked second behind Iona in that league, and they just they just blasted Iona the other night. Um, and then UNC Greensboro, who's always one of the top mid-majors. And so, you know, we I wanted to challenge this group. I knew we had, you know, even our grad transfers coming in. Um, you know, I wanted to kind of put them to the fire early and just kind of see what we were made of. And and we had some games that, you know, if we had knocked down some shots or not turned the ball over, you know, we could we could very easily have three more wins. Um, but, you know, they, they competed and, and uh, just kind of got a little better each week. Danny Sprinkle joining us here on Nuanez Now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coach Sprinkles, Bobcats off to a 3-1 and one start in Big Sky Conference play. And, and Coach, uh, in studying the history of the NBA as well as college basketball, there's always talk amongst coaches about how challenging it is to win a championship, but how maybe the only thing more challenging than that is to win another championship when you are the defending champions, and that's the position you and your squad, you and your program are in. Certainly, one I'm sure you're you're happy to be in as the defending champions. But what challenges have you seen so far here uh, at about the midpoint in the season, uh, just in terms of being the defending champs and and sort of having that target on your backs? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, this is the position you want to be in. You know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want, I don't want to be in the other position. Totally. But it is, it is challenging, and it's challenging because it's, it's a new year. You know, I mean, losing Xavier, you know, who could have been the MVP of the league. Totally. You know, and you look at how many games he won us last year, and he was the tournament MVP, and just his his leadership. You know, Amadamu, who was you know tremendous leadership and scorer, and you know. Abdul Muhammad, who was our glue guy, you know, he was our energy guy every day in practice. He set the tone and, you know, that's three big pieces to lose. And, uh, you know, obviously with Jabril coming back, you know, I don't know how they picked us first in the conference preseason because basically we had Jabril back, you know, right. you know, Ray Kwan and Tyler, you know, yeah, they were, they were pieces. And obviously, you know, they're talented, but you know, when you lose three players like that, you know, I mean, guys have to step up. You know, I mean, it's different roles for Raekwon this year. It's a different role for Tyler. Um, then, obviously, with two, you know, point guards coming off injuries, you know, Robert Ford, Darius Brown, who didn't play last year. And so getting everybody, you know, that that connection on the floor and, and you know, playing together and guys, you know, that are really good players trying to fit in, you know, and sometimes being too unselfish. And sometimes being too selfish, you know, and that's been our coaching, you know, and our staff's done a great job. My assistants, 
of getting the group to, to play together and understand their role and how they help this team. You mentioned your grad transfers. And one guy we highlighted in the first hour during our Treasure State Stars was Darius Brown, a guy that uh, comes from Cal State Northridge who has uh, sort of the unenviable task of taking over uh, as one of your top point guards after all the great success Montana State's point guards have had from Harold Freda, Xavier Bishop, to now uh, Darius Brown. So what have you thought of his ability to acclimate? He went over 1,000 points in his career. That's what landed him on our Treasure State Stars. But what have you thought of his ability to sort of come in and take over uh, for you guys in the backcourt? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've I've actually known about Darius since he was in seventh grade. You know, when I was in Fullerton, obviously he was just right up the road in Pasadena. And so, like, I've, I've known him for a long time and followed him uh, through AAU, through high school, and even when he was at Northridge just because of my connections at Cal State Northridge. And, you know, as soon as he hit the portal, you know, just knowing the type of person he is and his character, you know, I knew he was – we had to get him. We had to get him, and we went all in, and, and luckily we got him. And uh, But he's been, he's been tremendous. You know, he's got such a good feel for the game. Um, he's, he's completely different than Xavier. Um, on and off the court. You know, they're both tremendous kids, but, you know, they're both funny. Don't get me wrong about that. But, like, Darius is, you know, he's more – he's very, very cerebral. Like, he's always looking at you like, okay, he's a pleaser. Like, what do you want me to do? Where X had, you know, I knew how to spark X and just get him going. And all of a sudden, he just I just let him go. Um, but Darius has been tremendous. Um, we've needed his scoring. He was He was way too unselfish early in the season. Um, and finally I had to talk to him after Montreal and I said, you know, you, you got to start scoring the basketball and looking for your own shot. And he, he responded at that game at Southern Utah and helped us win that game. And ever since then, you know, he, he's, he's been in attack mode. It's helped everybody else get open shots and it's, and it's helped him. Dave Sprinkle, Montana State Headbands basketball coach here on Nuanas Now. It's our Montana State Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. J&V Restaurant Supply has three great locations, Bozeman, Billings, Great Falls, you can also check them out online, jvrestaurant.com. Let's talk about then uh, just this upcoming weekend, Coach. Big one with Idaho State and then Weber State. It's always big now that we're into conference play. But Idaho State's sort of been the surprise of the league so far, getting out to a 3-0 and start. And uh, they won against Weber State last week. So uh, certainly an impressive win for Coach Looney's squad. And then and Weber State, they were sort of uh, in the early driver's seat with an opening uh, weekend sweep. And they have one of the best players in the league in Dylan Jones. But I know you're not looking ahead yet to the Wildcats. Tell us about the Bengals. What do you think of your matchup on Thursday night against Idaho State? Yeah, you know, like you said, it's, everybody's kind of surprised. I, I'm not surprised, and I don't think the coaches in this league are surprised. Um, you know, he does a tremendous job coaching those guys, and and they got really good players. They got two really good transfer guards in. You know, they got a transfer four-man and a five. But, you know, Braden Parker's been playing tremendous, who's been there. You know, it seems like he's been there forever. Uh, but he's been playing terrific down there in the post. And, you know, they, just, they, they can really shoot the basketball and – like a typical Ryan Looney team, you know, they don't beat themselves. You know, they don't turn the basketball over. They take good shots. And they challenge every discipline you have. If you take a quick bad shot or turn it over, they're going to score and they're gonna, and then they're going to make the game ugly. You know, they're going to make you take 30 seconds off. They're going to guard you. And and so, you know, I'm not surprised they're 3-0. and um, You know, and obviously, you know, that's going to be our – it's going to be our hardest game of the year so far coming this Thursday. 
An interesting fold on your roster as well because Robert Ford, who's been playing good minutes for you uh, there as a reserve guard, he used to play at Idaho State. This is something completely new that I'm still trying to wrap my head around, the in-conference transfers. So maybe not even about him specifically, but what do you think of this phenomenon? I think we're going to see this more often than we ever have before. Yeah, and and to be honest, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, Even though, like, you know, we do have Rob, and I love Rob. Now, we actually recruited Rob out of junior college, and he committed to us. Before right. he went to Idaho State, and we'd actually had a kid commit the day before he committed, and so we couldn't take his commitment. And uh, you know, so we we've known and had a relationship with Rob for a long time. And you know, he you know, hopefully he plays great on Thursday night. Uh, you know, they they know everything Rob does, and Rob knows everything they do. And uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a battle. Well, last thing for you, then how important, I know you guys have put a high priority on it and you always will, but I mean, what do you think of just the, the fold of being, you know, back at home? I know uh, not quite students back yet, right? Do you guys have students back yet at Montana State? No. Yeah, right. So, I mean, nope. you're a little bit ways from that, but it's still a, a conference homestand. So, I mean, what do you think of this opportunity this weekend with these two squads coming to town? It, it's huge, you know, because you just look at the parity in the big sky. I mean, even last year, I mean, the big sky just gets better and better every year. And, uh, you know, just the talent, the uh, everything gets upgraded, it seems, every year. And so you, you really have to take care of your home games. And, uh, you know, we've had we've had some great crowds at home, and, and I expect it to be really good this Thursday and Saturday. And, you know, you have to hold, you have to hold court. And, uh, you know, we, we've been a good road team. Uh, I would much rather play in Brick Breeden. But, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to squeak some games out on the road like we did last weekend. But, you know, you definitely have to protect your home floor. Dave Sprinkle, Montana State. They host Idaho State, 7 p.m., Worthington Arena in Bozeman, and then Weber State in town for a 4 p.m. tip on Saturday. We'll be uh, following along for both these games. Coach, appreciate the time, man, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week, but thanks for being here. You got it. Always good talking with you, man. Go Cats. There you go. Dave Sprinkle, our Montana State Minute, presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. Let's come to this side of the Cattell Divide. I was down on the University of Montana campus earlier this week, catching up with University of Montana men's basketball coach Travis DeCure. This will be our Big Sky Spotlight for the week. It's presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Dave Maldonado is your Big Sky defender. Any sort of personal injury, DUI, medical malpractice, Dave can help you out. He can fight the insurance companies for you. Check him out online, BigSkyDefender.com. Maldonado Law presenting the Big Sky Spotlight all basketball season long. First of all, coming off the first conference road trip, what would you think of your guys' ability to bounce back in Greeley on Saturday? You always want at least a split. Uh, So to let one get away on Thursday uh, and respond the way they did at least for 30 minutes on Saturday is huge. Um, We know we're talented, we're capable. We just need to be more consistent. Um, and, and so when your back's against the wall, you find a lot out about yourself. And, and I thought we found some good things. You guys are talented, and you look better this year offensively. What has gotten into that, and how do you sort of harness that and get what you want out of them defensively as well? Yeah, it's, you know, when you're a good offensive player, you're offensive-minded. That's right. Typically, right? And so just trying to convince guys that the defensive side of the ball is where you win. Defense travels. Um, you're not going to make shots every night. And so when I'm not making shots, how do I impact winning? And, and that's still a learning area for us. Uh, 
really one through ten. You mentioned the NAU one kind of getting away from you. What went into that? Because they seem so hungry to, to knock you guys off just watching that game, especially down the stretch in overtime. Well, you watched the way they responded at the end of the game. They definitely wanted it more. Yeah. Um, therefore, they, they earned it, right? Um, we had some things play into it. Uh, you know, Lonel and, and Whitney uh, did not practice for portions of the, of the week leading up to that trip. Uh, probably didn't handle the travel well enough. It, it took us 12 hours to get there. So uh, we had some things, but uh, we ran out of gas down the stretch. But but uh, I reiterate, they wanted it more, and they earned it. Those two guys are just sick. Is that what I heard? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, two and two in, le- in league play right now. But you guys, it's a marathon, right? So, I mean, how do you express that to the guys? A lot of times it's not how you start. It's absolutely how you finish. No, we've been there before. Um, we've won the conference uh, with slow starts. Yeah. You know, in 18-19, in, in I believe we lost uh, two consecutives working on a third uh, before we figured it out. Uh, and then we've had years where we start off 5-1 and fizzled out and and so it's not how you start it's how you finish people say that all the time right but that's the reality uh, I believe Montana State was doing two at one point last year and then they just found a way to, to, to run off 10 I don't know that we're a team that can do that um, it's, it's still always going to be one game at a time we know what our potential is um, we just have to be urgent enough to um, achieve it and fight for it in every possession not necessarily play stretches but play every possession this time of year you can certainly start to diagnose strengths and weaknesses, but how do you work on that kind of stuff when it is sort of just this rhythmic turnaround, practice, practice, play, play, play? Yeah, you, you try to make practices competitive. It's been very difficult for us because I think we've only played five games with all of our guys. Right. Right, and and so that tells you that we haven't had very many practices with all of our guys. Mac Anderson is, doesn't really practice, um, and, and so we just have had a hard time um, putting it all together and, and the biggest reason is that we just haven't had everyone together so uh, we just keep plugging away and, and hopefully it clicks at some point One guy I've been uh, meaning to ask you about is the guy I'm about to interview, Andrew Moody what, what have you thought of his addition and uh, what have you thought of sort of him blossoming, he's become a great combo guard for you guys You know, um, tough mentally and physically tough um, he's won before so he knows what it feels like. He also knows uh, how important it is to assume roles. And, you know, he does the little things. He takes the charges. He dies for loose balls. Um, but the biggest thing that he brings to the table is positive energy every day. And I think that that comes from maturity when you've got other things going on in your life that may be more important than every basketball game. One, uh, it, it, it's not life or death for you when things aren't going your way. But two, you appreciate the opportunity and the time you have to be on the court when it presents itself. When it comes to just honing in the defense, you guys have always been so good on the perimeter. How do you cultivate stuff in the middle? I mean, what's the biggest key to learning how to protect the rim, or can you learn how to protect the rim? Well, it comes from a few ways. I've always said it comes from within inside, though. Um, you know, there's a level of physicality. Um, that you have to play with to protect the basket, whether you're the person guarding one-on-one in the, in, 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 at the block or if it's in rotation and they help defenders. At some point in time, you have to build a wall, a level of resistance uh, that says you're not going to have this shot in this close to the basket. Um, and we've shown signs of that. Um, we just haven't been consistent with that. 
You want us now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. This is our Big Sky Spotlight featuring the two head coaches for the men's basketball teams at the Division One level here in the state of Montana. We are talking right now to Travis DeCure, ninth-year head basketball coach at the University of Montana. Last weekend after his win over Northern Colorado, TD now has... Ten wins at least against every team in the Big Sky Conference. Been around for a while, and that's what happens when you're around for a while. But he's also won a ton of ball games at Montana. Travis Takir here on Nuanas now. About the midpoint of the year overall in terms of games played, what have you thought of the way that this group has come together, especially with some of the new additions you brought in? Um, I, I think they've done an incredible job of, of putting value on chemistry. I, I think that it's important to every guy individually. Um, but when you don't know everyone and you haven't been through very many wars with one another, um, adversity sometimes makes it very difficult to stick together when you need to the most. And, and I think we've had some games down the stretch where we played uh, and we were trying to win, but we weren't necessarily doing it together. It, it may have been a guy or two that thought, you know, I, I can win it for us or uh, this possession right here on offense, I can win it um, as opposed to sticking together, playing, you know, with the script on both sides of the ball um, and and doing things that make others' jobs easier. And if we get to that point, we'll be very hard to beat. Big one Thursday with Weber coming to town. It's uh, going to be crazy watch. I've, I've never covered the Big Sky without Randy Ray in the Big Sky Conference. Do they look any different, though? I mean, because Coach Duff was on the staff for the duration of the 16 years Randy was there. Is it same same old Weber State? You know, I don't want to put that on Duff. I, I you know... They, they play a similar style. They, you know, offensively, their packages are very similar. Um, defensively, they're doing a lot of the same things they did last year. I, I just think that there's, there's, there's a piece or two that they had last year or the year before that they don't necessarily have right now, which puts a lot of pressure on Dylan Jones um, to create and, 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 you know, score and rebound. And um, I, I don't know that they have as much depth as they've had in the past in the front line. Um, and so what happens is, you know, a lot like how we were the last couple of years is that if your best players play well, you win. If one of them has a night off, it's very difficult because there's not a lot of guys to, to rely on because there's so many. I mean, they've got a lot of young players that they're putting in the game. It's been a long time since they put freshmen in, in games that mattered. Um, so I think that's where the biggest difference is, is that they're just a lot younger when you go to their bench than they have been in the past. I voted Dylan as uh, the preseason MVP, and uh, he's looking pretty darn good so far. I mean, what is it that he does so well that makes him one of the best players in the league? Yeah, if you'd ask me, I, you can't vote for your own players. I'd say him or Coons were the two guys yeah. going into the season that, based on the numbers last year, if they get any better or, you know, really Coons' numbers last year, if he just did the same thing he right. did last year, he'd probably be 30 years. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that he's his motor is incredible. Um, his feel for the ball. You know, when, 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 when you watch Dennis Robert play back in the day, anybody remembers watching him play, he just had great feel for where the ball was going. And Dylan Jones is kind of that, where it's not like a perfect block off. It's not He's not out jumping everybody. He's just, you know what, the ball's going right, he's there. The ball's going left, he's there. But also, he wants the ball. And, and I think a lot of rebounding, loose balls, things like that, is the guy that wants it most is going to get it. Dylan Jones wants the ball.
Uh, I guess the one question I wanted to ask you, we talked about new additions earlier. I wanted to ask you specifically about Deshaun. He's been a great addition. I just want to see how you feel about him fitting in. And uh, like Coulter said, we're at the halfway, kind of the halfway point of the season. So how has he really fit in um, to the lineup? And how has he fit in as far as conference play goes so far? He's played a major role in our improvement offensively. Um, his versatility along with Bannon inside has just made it very difficult for a lot of teams to figure out who they want to guard who and how they want to defend our actions. And uh, once we got to a point where we, we had all five guys on the floor for long stretches, uh, one or two guys that we could rely on offensively off the bench, uh, we, we've been scoring a lot of points. And a lot of that is his versatility has played a major role in that. Even when he's not scoring, he's impacting it. Um, and, and, you know, but the biggest thing about Deshaun for me is him as a person. He's, he's an incredible young man that is very selfless. He wants to be successful. Um, he wants to shoot the ball, score the ball. That's how he's built. Um, but but at the end of the day, he's one of the few that you can actually look in the eye, tell the truth, whether it's something he wants to hear or not, uh, soaks it in and, and, and tries to make the most of the conversation. And guys like him are the ones you want to see be successful. And, and I think that that's been contagious with the team. Um, and I think all of his teammates have enjoyed having him because of that. Every time Weaver's in town, it's a huge game. So uh, what do you hope to see on Thursday night just in terms of a turnout? Or I guess what can fans expect with two of the best in the Big Sky going at it? I expect a lot of fans to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, without having our students back, it's going to be important that the community uh, shows up and gives out their tickets if they can't make it. But um, one thing about Weaver, Montana, is both teams know how much that game has meant to the people before them. And so usually players typically show up and probably rise to the occasion. Um, you know, we have been a lot of guys have career nights in this game, and, and hopefully the only guys that do it are the ones in white and maroon. But uh, I, this is one of the ones that you, you know, you sleep hard the night before because you know you're going to need a lot of energy the night of um, that you always look forward to. This is one of the games we recruit to, and uh, it's, it's always important to make sure all the guys that have never played this game before are emotionally ready um, for the battle. That was Takir, University of Montana head men's basketball coach here on our Big Sky Spotlight. It's presented by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Dave Maldonado and his team can help you, whether you've been in a car accident, any sort of personal injury, uh, any sort of medical malpractice, give Dave and his team a call today. More Big Sky Conference hoops. we go through the players of the week on the men's and the women's side, look at the standings, and also talk some Lady Grizz. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. This song makes me miss Reno. 
<laughs> New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter New Orleans. The Big Sky Tournament uh, used to be in Reno. And I know... So here's, here's, here's my perspective on the Big Sky Tournament. In terms of what I hear from all you fine folks out there, most people are uh, disenfranchised and uninterested in the neutral site tournament change for the Big Sky Conference, even though it has been now close to 10 years. I think this, uh, this upcoming Big Sky Tournament, I think, will be the n- ninth neutral site tournament uh, for the league. And the first three years, though, it was in Reno. And I loved Reno. I, if you haven't been paying attention, loves, loves some uh, card table action, love, love gambling, love, you know, Throwing the dice and playing the blackjack and all the stuff. Also, though, I just uh, love the sort of Olympic Village feel. You know, I mean, obviously, Reno is uh, a, a very unique town, I will say. <laughs> but the fact that all the teams could stay in those big casinos and you're just walking right over to the arena. I mean, the setup in Boise is great, too. It's just not, I loved Reno, and that song, that Justin Bieber song, was a hit song, I think, the second year of Reno, and it just reminds me of, of fun times there, <laughs> hanging out uh, in the littlest big city in the world, is that what they call it? The biggest little city in the world? I can't remember. Regardless, Reno was a great place, and that song will uh, always remind me of it. Nuan is now at ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on your Tuesday. Big time, Big Sky Conference basketball day. Uh, and we're going to talk our way around the Big Sky Conference in both men's and women's basketball here uh, in just a minute. The players of the week are out, and we'll try to keep you updated each week just briefly on who the players of the week are. This week's players of the week on the men's side, uh, Isaac Jones from Idaho and uh, Steel Venters from Eastern Washington. Venters hit a three-pointer that was basically the determining basket uh, in Bozeman to help Eastern Washington complete the Treasure State sweep last weekend. Venters then did the same thing uh, against Sacramento State. Hit a three with two seconds left, which proved to be basically the game winner, 78-75. Eastern Washington outlast Sac State, even though they were up huge in that game. I mean, they were destroying Sac State in the first half. Great effort by Sac State to come back and a big shot by Steel Venters. He had 25 points in that game and then he went out and scored 25 more against Portland State. He is a bona fide star guard in this league. Cool to see a guy like him rise up and stick it out at Eastern and now uh, has an opportunity to be an all-league player once again. Isaac Jones, one of the best junior college transfers the league has seen in recent years. He had 42 points and 12 rebounds, also blocked four shots, dished out four assists, and had three steals, shot 73% from the field. Unbelievable. That's just against Sac State. 42 points against Sac. He averaged 29.5 points, 11 rebounds, and 72% from the field. Sure, Idaho didn't win much, but I mean, geez, man, you're going 30 and 11. <laughs> you need to get some recognition. Uh, Isaac Jones, certainly one of the uh, top contenders already in the Big Sky Conference for newcomer of the year, and we'll see if he can uh, get Idaho to have any success in the team uh, race, but uh, Isaac 
Jones and uh, Steel Vendors, your Big Sky Conference men's basketball players of the week this week. On the women's side, uh, well-deserved as well, Kalijah Dean. She is the uh, newest point guard for Sacramento State. Year two under Mark Campbell, he went the same route, getting a highly prolific, high-usage ball-dominant point guard. They had one last year in Liliana Tillman, and she was the Big Sky Conference MVP last year. Kalijah Dean has been absolutely lighting it up. She averaged almost 28 points per game last I guess over 28 points, 28 and a half points per game last week. 31 against Eastern Washington, 26 against Idaho State. She also piled up 11 rebounds and 10 assists. This is her third Big Sky Conference Player of the Week honor uh, already here uh, in her first season at Sacramento State. Uh, Andrew, I know you broke down Kalijah Dean's shooting splits uh, on Twitter. You can follow Andrew on Twitter and uh, also follow his writing uh, on SkylineSportsMT.com. And also uh, he chips in here as a contributing uh, radio man as well as uh, the producer of this show. Tell us more about Kalijah Dean because um, she's putting up huge numbers as Louisiana Tillman did, but she's doing it in a lot more efficient fashion. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the nuts and bolts of it, Coulter. Uh, you watched Liana Tillman last year, and it was a completely unique thing to watch. Uh, she had the ball in her hands on every possession. She was running high pick and rolls on every possession. She was shooting a lot of those times. She also averaged near to about seven assists for Sacramento State last year. It seems obvious that this is the way that Mark Campbell wants that team to play. So after... Liana Tillman graduates or moves on. Uh, he goes and gets Kalasia Dean, uh, who was originally at Oakland in the Horizon League, and she was a multiple-time all-conference player there. And this has just been, I mean, it's just her shooting percentages. Are, are, she's shooting 40% from the field. She's shooting 34% from three, which doesn't sound great, but when it's on such volume. Totally. Um, I mean, didn't Tillman shoot like 25% last Tillman year? Tillman shot 24% from three last year yeah. and under 40% from the field. Uh, I mean, that's why it was a controversial MVP pick. I mean, she certainly deserved to be an all-league player. When you go 20 points per game and you, you lead your league in assists, you're an all-league player for sure. But it was a little bit controversial because Sac State, uh, they were the, you know what sixth in the league last year, and, and they went lost one in, their first game at the well, conference tournament. One in the tournament. I mean, Tillman had, again, she had fat numbers, but like uh, it was controversial at the least that she was the MVP. But either way, with these splits and with Sac State's current performance, uh, Kalijah Dean is definitely in uh, the, the conversation here. Definitely, I would say she might be the front runner this year, Coulter. I mean, because Sac State has. The team performance part of the equation this year, too. They so far, at least, yeah. Great non-conference, although interesting scheduling might have led to that, but 3-0 and so far. Sure, but, I mean, even though they didn't leave the state of California, it's certainly a valid point to make. But also, I mean, you're playing fellow D1s, right? I mean, I, 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 I do not profess to know the quality of UC Davis or UC Irvine or anything like that in women's basketball, but it's also not Northwest Indian or, you know insert Frontier Conference team here or whatever. So, I mean, but but continue. I mean, they, they do have the team performance going right now for them, too. And they've kept it going in the conference play, um, and it's just uh, such an easy one-to-one comparison to make with her and Liana Tillman. They're not exactly the same player. The other big difference in their stats, Coulter, aside from, you know, Kalasia Dean's only shooting it 14 times a game to get her 21 points, she's already attempted more free throws this year than Liana Tillman had all of last year. That's it, incredible. 
90, 90 free throws. I think, I think that she's attempted in 14 games, which is just, it speaks to the efficiency, Coulter. I mean, if you're going to the line that much, she's shooting 80% from the free throw line. I mean, Coulter, do the math on it. 1.6 points per possession every time she goes to the line. Who else is getting that? And it just, it meshes really well with the high usage style that they want to play there. And it's just, uh, I think that's the biggest reason, honestly, why they've taken a step forward. And it sounds crazy to do that because you're comparing her to the league MVP last year, but I really think that's been the difference for Stag State this year. And the other point that I made is that sort of she's only taken 14 shots to get to 21 points. Liana Tillman took 21 shots to get to 21 points last year. Well, Coulter, where do those extra shots go? They're going to Isnel Natabo, who's the most efficient player in the league. She's two out of every three shots going in the hoop, yeah. I mean, uh, do that math, Coulter. What's that? One one 1.3 points per possession? Sure. That, that's huge. Or they're going to Katie Penuetta who's shooting over 40% from three for the second year in a row. I think it just works better when you have more efficiency from your star there for Sac State, and they're shooting a great percentage. They're leading the league in field goal percentage by almost five points. I really think they're a contender, Coulter, because with Isnel Natabo as well, you've got great rim protection every time she's on the court, and that helps the defense. Dean, also an extension of Mark Campbell. He's a point guard-oriented coach. It's the Oregon system. I mean, Sabrina Ionesco is one of the great women's college basketball players of all time uh, at Oregon when Campbell was there as an uh, assistant there. And uh, so he's he's definitely taken a page out of the Oregon playbook. Sacramento State 3-0 and in, in women's basketball, top the Big Sky standings. Idaho State 3-0 and as well. Northern Arizona is 3-1 and uh, after uh, their great weekend, sweeping the Montana schools uh, here this last weekend. Montana State, Idaho, and Montana are all 2-2. Two and two. Portland State's 1-2. and two. They had their first league victory uh, under Chelsea Gregg over Idaho. So a big win there for Portland State. Uh, Eastern Washington, Northern Colorado are 1-3. And, and Weaver State, 0-3. Oh we'll have more on the Big Sky Women's League uh, here in just a minute. But also we'll have more on Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Uh, on Thursday, she will lead the show. First hour of Thursday's show will feature Krista and myself talking around the Big Sky Conference and Women's Hoops. It's presented by Crowley and Laird PLLC this week, and uh, so stay tuned for that, 4 o'clock, around the Big Sky Women's Hoops to lead Nuanas now. On the men's side, Eastern Washington, the only unbeaten team with four wins. They're 4-0. Idaho State also unbeaten. They are 3-0. Montana State's 3-1. Sac State, Weber State, 2-1. Montana, 2-2. Portland State, 1-2. Northern Arizona, 1-3. And And Idaho and Northern Colorado are each 0-4. Here's what we're going to do. Take a break and then talk some Lady Grizz uh, on the other side. We were down there at Dahlberg Arena to catch the Lady Grizz for the first two times in quite some time. Brian Holsinger will join us next, and uh, we'll talk our way into the end of the show here on Nuanas Now. We'll be right back. CSPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. If you don't like the weekend, 
Just try again. Just listen again. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like the weekend at all when it first came out, and uh, now I think he's sweet. Sometimes it's an acquired taste. Thanks for enduring my pop music Tuesday. Maybe you loved it. I don't know. I loved it. Thanks to Aubrey at the U for the uh, music suggestions for the day and uh, for guiding us down a, a different route. And thanks to you for listening to Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out. If you missed anything in today's show, we had a fun show. Riley Corcoran, Voice of the Grizz, swung by. We had our Treasure State Stars for the week. Gave you some history lessons. Talked to Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball coach. Travis DeKeer, Montana men's basketball coach. And we're about to hear from Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz head coach. You can find everything on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M-Store and the MSU Bookstore. We got a chance to check out the Lady Grizz of Montana this last weekend. Northern Arizona opened some eyes coming to Montana and sweeping the Montana schools. Their win in Missoula on Thursday was impressive, and then to stamp it and sort of validate it uh, with a win in Bozeman on Saturday, uh, even more impressive. Reagan Skank, the senior point guard for NAU, she's one of the best in the, in the big sky. And they got great pieces around her, too. They got good shooting. Emily Rodabaugh and uh, Montana Trogi. Uh, we'll talk more about them and the rest of the big sky. But I wanted to talk just briefly about the Lady Grizz. Because a lot of Andrew Houghton uh, had a great article, SkylineSportsMT.com. You can uh, ch- check it out there. This is about sort of the dichotomy of the Lady Grizz roster. You have three sort of brand-name players there uh, for the Lady Grizz. And Gina Markson and uh, Sammy Fack. And, of course, Carmen G. Filler, the old stalwart who's been there with the Lady Grizz from the duration, or from the, uh, for the duration of her career. And uh, then you have a whole bunch of young pieces as well. The Lady Grizz lost on Thursday to NAU. Neither team played particularly well. The Lady Grizz were not able to close it out. Brian Holsinger was very upset after the game. I shouldn't say upset, but he was, he was not very happy. And uh, he knew that the Lady Grizz let one slip away. They got back on the winning side, though, on Saturday with a 82 to 60 win over Northern Colorado. Here's Brian Holsinger on just bouncing back from the uh, Thursday loss for a Saturday win. Yeah, super disappointing. I mean, we were we were we we should have won the game to be honest. Um, we had multiple chances. Disappointing for sure, um, especially here at home. Uh, made me mad actually, and I think it made them mad, which was a good thing. Carmen responded really well as a leader after that game, uh, just letting the young kids know like this is not okay, right? It's not okay to do this, and so they responded today. Um, I think I think more than anything, we in, in our culture here we preach hard things. You're gonna go through hard things. I don't care if it's business. I don't care if it's life. I don't care if it's reporting. I don't. What it is, there's hard stuff that happens. How you respond to what's the most important. And so that's the message we continue to preach all the time. It's not just one time when things go bad. There's things that happen all the time. And so that's what I was most proud of. That's why I told, told him in the middle of the court, I said, how we responded to a really disappointing loss is what was most important about tonight. Particularly hard when you're a reporter. <laughs> no, I, I kid. I kid. Uh, Montana also, the Lady Grizz, they want to have a defensive identity. They're coming along in that element, except for that their best players are offensive-oriented players, and the rest of their players are young, and so they just don't really know how to play defense yet. Here's Brian Holsinger on that note, just what he wants this team's identity to be. There was a lot of defensive talk the last 48 hours, and so that was really, we didn't really talk about offense much. We literally talked about defense and becoming a team with a defensive identity, um, and that's the way you win. The way Robin's teams won, actually. And so um, that's who we want to become, and it's taken us a little bit longer. Today was a giant step forward in that. Uh, we made things hard for them all game long. So 
I'm really encouraged by that. What's the way, in what ways did you see strides defensively today? Uh, just urgency. The urgency in general. Yes, we did trap them a little bit more, so that creates some urgency in itself. But even in the half court, we met, made less mistakes. Um, we, we, we had some deep talks the last 24 hours just about we have to identify as a defensive-oriented team, and that takes every individual to do that. And so um, I'm proud of how they responded to that. It'd be so interesting to see if that goal could be achieved. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Ryan Holsinger, second-year head coach for the Montana Lady Grizz. A couple sound bites from Saturday. Um, this Lady Grizz team has great talent. As I said last week, if it was the style that I would say would fit them best, it would be to run and gun and try to score a million points. I don't know if that's in their head coach's makeup, though, and it's also a far cry from the way the Lady Grizz won basketball games for almost four decades. And that's not to say Montana didn't have some great offensive players, but their entire style was based on uh, Robin Selvig's hard-nosed defensive strategies. The the freshmen the Lady Grizz have, they're going to come along, especially the ones that play on the perimeter like Libby Stump and Matt Koning. Both those young ladies are very talented. I think they're going to be great players for the Lady Grizz. The uh, gals in the middle, though, Keely Burton-Oliver is an unbelievably talented player. Uh, all of the the flashes of brilliance I've seen from her, though, the redshirt freshman transfer from Washington State, have been on the offensive end. She has a hard time uh, staying out of foul trouble defensively, and uh, you'd like to think that that is something that should come along, but I don't know. Sometimes you got it, you don't. I don't. I'm not saying she doesn't have it. I just I'm wondering where you fall. Uh, if you are the Montana Lady Grizz, uh, at what point is it too late to continue to covet that defensive identity within the scope of this season? We'll discuss more Thursday when Chris Redpath uh, is in the studio here with us for Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. I am super excited for this upcoming weekend with the men back in town. I had a good time watching the Lady Grizz last weekend, uh, but I'm excited for Thursday's matchup. Weaver State at Montana. It's always uh, an awesome game. It's always an elevated level of competition. The fans here in Missoula seem to show out big time when uh, Weaver State is in town, and I hope that's the case again. And... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm not sort of, I'm definitely getting into it. It was fun hearing from Riley Corcoran earlier today. He and I just bouncing off each other. Some of our thoughts about the league. And it'll be fun to continue to analyze uh, the Big Sky Conference as a whole in men's and women's hoops. Because I think that's one thing about the transfer portal and the state of call, the state of affairs in college basketball right now. There's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of unpredictability. That makes what we do here, analyzing it, following it, tracking it, talking about it, it makes it, it, makes it fun. Unpredictability is a good thing. I, I think that the men's league, especially when it comes to tournament time, is going to be wide open. I mean, because right now you look at the league standings. Northern Arizona is not expected to, to be much of a competitor. I wouldn't want to play them with a guy like Jalen Cohn, a Virginia Tech transfer who can absolutely fill it up. Carson Tout, one of the best junkyard dogs in the league. Uh, they're, they're power forward. I mean, Idaho has struggled. They got 
the best scorer in the conference in Isaac Jones, right? I mean, and Northern Colorado was picked second in the league. They're 0-4. But they got two of the leading scorers in the country in Dalen Koontz and Dalton Neck. So, uh, you know, in a one-game loser-go-home scenario, if you got a, a great player or the best player on the court, you got a chance. And there's a couple of the best players in the league that are on teams that maybe aren't going to compete for the conference title. All, all I'm saying is that uh, by the time Boise rolls around, uh, it might be wide open. We have a jam-packed lineup for you again tomorrow for one last time for the college football season. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, will lead the show with us. We'll also hear from Trisha Binford, the head coach of the Montana State women's basketball team. we got some free wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Give you an update on Grizz Hockey. The newest college football Hall of Famer, Bill Kohler, will join us. And we have our Grizz Star of the Week, Anand Moody. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 montanaadvocates.com.